Welcome to CISO Q&A, a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Black Kite, the industry's most accurate, timely, comprehensive, and operational cyber risk intelligence. Learn more at blackkite.com. A special report from Moody's Investor Service features the results of a 2023 90-question survey of more than 1,700 respondents that gauges cybersecurity practices among global debt issuers. Our guest expert is Adam Cowan, Global CISO at Eastman, a Fortune 500 company based in Kingsport, Tennessee. Adam, you brought this survey to our attention. Give us the 30,000-foot view on why it's important. As a participant in this survey, we've always engaged with Moody's Investor Service in one way or another. Moody's is one of the major credit rating agencies for companies and governments across the globe. These type of ratings are used by investors to make informed decisions on where they're going to allocate their capital. The Moody's customers are important because they represent a wide range of investors, governments, and even financial institutions across the globe. Considering the importance of cybersecurity risk in their calculations, they recently conducted this survey with over 1,700 respondents where we participated. Adam, I want to ask you about cyber insurance premiums. I had to go back through and read this a second time. 89%. The premiums are up 89%. That's an enormous figure. And people are saying, CISOs are saying that this is for the same amount of coverage. So as a CISO, how do you stay on top of this? How do you possibly look ahead and forecast what those premiums are going to look like? How can you? Well, no one has a crystal ball, so let me be really clear on that. The cybersecurity insurance market has just fluctuated, and it continues to fluctuate. We've seen issues where the premiums have gone up drastically. We've also seen where some of the payouts have been very high in recent years. And so the cybersecurity insurance market is still just trying to get their arms wrapped around what is the actual premium that we should be charging in order to protect against that risk that the company has. Additionally, the number of companies that are out there requiring cybersecurity insurance is only increasing. So the demand has gone up and companies, of course, can charge higher premiums with that demand. There's even companies now, especially large companies in the enterprise area that are requiring the vendors they work with to have cybersecurity insurance. I know that one of the small vendors that I've worked with in my past, the company I was with required them to have cybersecurity insurance. And the vendor, after an unfortunately large cybersecurity breach for them in their scope, they actually came back and said, thank you for requiring us to have cybersecurity insurance because it made such a difference to their bottom line, able to keep the doors open and operating. But again, the market is just all over the place and it just continues to fluctuate. And I think we're at least another five years out before things settle to what could be expected rates. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Black Kite knows how complex it can be managing your cyber ecosystem risk. You're forced to either use a manual process or rely on old school ratings or scorecards. Neither option gives you a full picture of risk and both force you to make decisions with blindsides and this uncertainty causes increased stress. Black Kite illuminates risk in your cyber ecosystem. Our deep insights help you ease the tension caused by the unknown in your cyber ecosystem. We do this by giving you more than a risk score. We've created an automated system that provides real-time and accurate risk intelligence. Our data is accurate, reliable, detailed, and operationalized, so you can make informed risk decisions across your ever-changing cyber ecosystem. 
To learn more, visit blackkite.com. And now back to the podcast. It's also a challenge to understand year to year what's actually covered and how do you protect what's not covered. So we've seen some cyber insurance companies stating that cyber espionage is no longer covered. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that if someone is a so-called Russian hacker or a Chinese hacker that a U.S. company isn't going to be covered? There's plenty of blurry lines and everyone should go through their cybersecurity insurance contract with a fine tooth comb. In the past, it's not as much today, but even in the past, not only has espionage been a red line item, but acts of war. So if you think of something like the Ukraine-Russia conflict or other war activities, in some cases, if it's state sponsored, I've seen contracts where if they attributed the attack to a specific state government, that it suddenly wouldn't be covered anymore. So you want to make sure what's in there and also have an upfront relationship with that cyber insurance company before something happens. Make sure you know what's covered and how that instant response is going to work. CISO Q&A is a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Black Kite, an award-winning cyber risk intelligence platform. Black Kite is disrupting traditional third-party risk management practices worldwide, automating the process of providing real-time and accurate risk intelligence so you can improve business resilience. Learn more at blackkite.com.